Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of Around the Point here on the YouTube.com. Before I go any forward, I asked this question on Twitter a couple, like an hour ago or so, something like that, before the show went live, asking how many of you that are podcasters or do YouTube videos in general, how many of you during this hot summer that we're in, how many of you um, actually use your, or, ugh, let me rephrase this question again. How many of you actually do the show, do your show, what have you, with the AC on? I'm curious on this one. How many of you actually do the show with the air conditioner on? And how many of you who turn the AC off or put it on low, for the sake of doing your respective show or podcast, what have you, how many of you mid recording or mid live stream was like, fuck it, I'm turning the AC back on because it's too hot? I really want to know. So, with that being said, I am having my air condition right now on low AC. There's a big possibility that throughout this show, I'm going to get up. You don't know when, but it's going to happen. And I'm going to put my AC on high blast because it gets hot in here. It does get hot. And considering that I have an attic above my room. <laughs> so there's that too. So I'm just letting you guys know ahead of time. Considering that I'm a fat fuck. So now you fucking know. Now you fuckers know. And I'm running late. I, I apologize for that. Had things happening literally at the final minute as I'm doing this right now. But I want to thank all of you again. It is Sunday, July 26, 2020. This is, again, another live edition of Around the Point. As always, like I said, I am the fat fuck himself. I am Steve. Thank you all again for tuning in. Whether you're watching the show live here on the YouTube uh, or if not on the playback or if you're listening to Around the Point on all our, our on all our podcasting platform where you can listen to the show on the weekly or on the daily if you will whether it's apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher radio tune in google Podcasts, or anchor which by the way is one of our sponsors for the podcast anchor.fm now i know a lot of you out there that actually want to start your own podcast and you really don't know how to go about it i've i get this question asked a lot steve how do i go about starting my own podcast and all that stuff well let me tell you, Anchor.fm is the way to go, in my humble opinion. First and foremost, the main reason is free. How many of us love free? I know a lot of us do. My father always said, if it's free, it's for me. And honestly, he's right on that one. A lot of these podcasting sites will charge you $30 a month, $15 a month, what have you. I don't know, but they do charge you money. Anchor is completely free. They have, in my opinion, these tooling, these editing toolings, if you will, that will help you edit your podcast, whether you're on a computer, a laptop, if you will, or on a mobile device, whether you're on an iPhone or for all my uh, Android users, whether you're on a Galaxy, on a Note, on a Motorola, what have you. It, it, again, these tools are so easy to use. I can't tell you guys how many times I've had to edit around the point on my iPhone, on the road. So easy to use, I, I shit you not. And also they will help you get your podcast out there on 
all of the podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all that stuff. I've had problems with Spotify when I started putting around the point on on the podcasting platforms through Anchor, and Anchor fixed it right away, just like that. I hit up Spotify, what have you, and just fixed just like that, and all that stuff. So easy to fucking use. And above all else, again, they will help you get your show on all these major sites. And above all else, again, they are available whether you're on a computer, anchor.fm, or if you're an iPhone user on the Apple Play Store or on that, on the App Store. And for all my Google users, my Android users on the Google Play. So anchor.fm is the way to go. And also, guys, if you guys are doing the online shopping because maybe you're not ready, really ready to go back to the mall, let Honey save you money. Get instant deals and coupons and promo codes on all online shopping. Use a special link on the sign-up that you will see down below in the description box if you're watching right now on YouTube, if you will, right? There's a link. If you want to sign up, click through that link and start saving now. They work with all major sites, Amazon, eBay, Wish, WWE Shop. Yes, it does work with WWE Shop. I tested it out and it does work. Um, for all my sneakerheads out there, Foot Locker, Adidas, Nike, Goat, and all that fun stuff. Again, let honey save you money. And all that fun hippity hoopla. It's getting hot in here, okay? There's a possibility, like I mentioned earlier, that I'm going to get up and turn on the AC um, and all that fun stuff. What's up, everyone in the chat? Big Mike, we got Howard, we got Chief. Hope all of you guys are having a wonderful Sunday and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot to get into this week. There's so much to get into. Uh, I can't complain, though. This week, for me, has been... It's gone by real quick. Like, summer, for, before we fucking know it, it's going to be over with. Uh, we're still dealing with this pandemic, what have you. Um, but nonetheless, I think what's important that you make the best out of it. Try to find some something fun to do, what have you. I know in some states, um, things have reopened more than other states. Like here in Jersey, I still can't go and eat inside of a restaurant, if you will. Apparently, now you have to wear a mask even outside if you feel uncomfortable with social distancing and stuff like that. And all that stuff. But anyway, it's a lot to get into, guys. And if you guys want to chime in with questions, feel free to drop in your question in the comment threads below. And all that fun stuff. And I will answer questions as well. But before I do, what I want to do as well, I want to check the playback, see how I'm coming off. Outside, if you feel there we go. We're good. We're Gucci, like the kids would say. Take a little sip of my drink right now. There you go with that. Thirsty. I got sipping on Gatorade right now. I put on I put a hell of ice. Fill fill up with a cork. There you go with that. Um so there. <laughs> um again, there's so much to get into. Uh at the title below says the old man, Vince McMahon, everyone's favorite old man, is at a point now where desperation is knocking at its bed. Knocking on the door right now, if you will. Apparently now to the point where they want that he wants to now all of a sudden is in this desperation mode to create new talent, push new talent, if you will. Because hey, USA, I'm sorry, NBC Universal, Fox are breathing down the man's neck. Even though they're throwing out him the shitload of money, right? But they're breathing down the man's neck right now. The numbers as of late, the, the ratings, if you will, 
have been deplorable, if you will, been very fucking deplorable. But nonetheless, it's, again, to the point where the old man is so, so desperate now to create new stars. And I, I hear this and I laugh. I really fucking laugh because it's one of those things where, yes, we've been wanting for a long time to see WWE in this situation, right? Create new stars, right? Make new stars. Stop relying on the old guard, on all these old fossils and all that stuff, right? We've been asking you this for a long time, right? And it's like it goes in one ear out the other, right? Again, you know, at the end of the day, for all these people that run the show, from, from a Paul Heyman, a Bruce Pritchard, all that stuff, at the end of the day, it's a one-man show. It's a show for one person only, and that's Vince McMahon. Doesn't matter what anyone says. Doesn't matter if you're someone that got released and you go on a podcast on a radio show and vent off your frustrations, how you were misused, what have you. At the end of the day, the buck stops with one person. And that is Fitz McMahon, pal. Ha ha. What is up, Jurgen? What's up, everyone? Again in the chat, Jermaine as well. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. So. This is something this came out of the good man himself, uh, my uh, my uncle, if you will, Uncle Dave, my godfather, if you. I'm just joking. He's never really my godfather. Imagine if Dave Meltzer, holy shit, can you imagine if Dave Meltzer was my fucking godfather? I'm just saying, can you imagine that baptism or that first communion or the confirmation? Can you imagine how that would be if I found out that Dave Meltzer would be my fucking godfather? Holy shit. <laughs> Seven star rating, kid. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know. I, I got to work on a Dave Meltzer impersonation. I can do a Vince Russo one. Bro, I got to tell you, bro. I got to tell you. Uh, when I was running TNA, bro, me and that Dixie Carter, bro, it used to work, bro. I used to get TNA, uh, the big hits, the big rating numbers, bro. And now they're not even on a network, bro. They had to buy their own network, bro. Back in the day with me, bro, on Spike TV, bro, we got all the hits. I, again, I, I can do a Vince, I can do a Vince Russo impression, impersonation. Um, for those of you that used to listen to me at times, when I were, whenever I'd be on Connor's show, uh, okay, Fade, by the way, I would hit that impersonation. So there you go with that. Um, so there, okay. So per the Meltzer, Vince McMahon feels the sense of urgency is necessary now. That rest that the WrestleMania buzz is completely over, right? Is 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 ah? Now that the WrestleMania buzz is firmly in the rearview mirror, right? It's, it's it's in the back burner now, right? It's over with, and because several major names are currently missing, right? Some of the top stars like Roman Reigns and Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, as we all know, Becky is going to be a mother in a couple of months, right? Roman Reigns is out because he's he does not want to perform or have anything to do with the business during a global pandemic and some people have that right some people at the end of the day right per stephanie mcmahon because she did do an interview with age ad where she said hey some of these talents it's their choice at the end of the day and they'll get the support what have you right brock lesnar and charlotte flair right are all the bench of the bench of various reasons right on the bench of for various reasons and the on and the ongoing global pandemic situation hasn't exactly helped WWE's roster. And we all know this too, because again, we've been finding out now that a lot of these talents have tested positive, right? Some of these talents that we've seen on television, we don't see anymore. 
because quite possibly they tested positive for the Roro, for the Rona, how some of the kids are saying, right? And because of this right now, it's that desperation mode. They got to make new talents, pal, right? And despite having literally hundreds of wrestlers under contract, keep that in mind, right? Vince McMahon has this buffet of these amazing talent that we've grown to love before signing the WWE, right? That you want to see um, spot on, right? That, that you want to see on the spotlight, on the platform. But at the end of the day, and I'll get into this in a little bit with one particular person. It's hot, bro. I'm, I'm saying right now, I'm at a point where I'm about to get up and blast that AC. So for all the for all the Apple Podcast listeners and Spotify listeners, if you hear an AC in the background, sorry, bro. It's hot as fuck out here and all that stuff. Um, back to my notes here. Um, uh, McMahon apparently thinks the real lack of genuine star power is in his in his Midas, uh, in his mind. It's hard to argue against that. To be fair, the likes of Rain, Lynch, and Flair have left sizable gaps on Raw and SmackDown in particular. And that's very true when you think about it, right? Roman Reigns was supposed to be at WrestleMania this past spring and face Bill Goldberg for the Universal title. And then he chose, you know what? Fuck all this shit. COVID-19 is running wild, right? And because of his history with his immune system and leukemia and all that, he chose to opt out. And and result, we got Braun Strowman, or how Chase, Chase Oliver would say, Care Bear, is in his fucking spot now. And he apparently, is, I don't know if he still is or not, but he's still holding this fucking greatest Royal Rumble championship and passing it on as the fucking universal title. Right, we had all that shit going on right now. Right, Becky Lynch, who was the Raw Women's Champion, right? You could say was the Golden Goose, as she would say, and now she's pregnant. She got knocked up. It happens. Listen, everyone has a right to form a family when you're in love, and I'm all for it. Right, and now Oscar's champion, uh, Charlotte Flair, right, was the the women's Roman Reigns of that women's division, if you will. And granted, she was an NXT champion, all that stuff. And now she's dealing with an injury, and likely she's going to be married to in 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 a while, in a little bit, in a couple of months or so. She's going to be married to Andrade, and when that happens, hey, when you're married, you're going to want to form a family as well. So don't be surprised if once the marriage happens, they have children. She might be gone for a while too. Again, no shit. Yes, you need to start building new talent. Start trusting in your roster. And you look at, for example, the roster NXT. Look at that NXT roster, right? Like the people you see in the thumbnail. You have Io Shirai, Brunson Reed, Johnny Gargano, right? Adam Cole, baby, who apparently, uh, whether it's a work or it's a, whether it was legit, had a whole meltdown at the Pat McAfee show. Uh, Austin Theory, who again is an amazing talent, right? But we haven't seen him. He hasn't been seen in in, in a couple of weeks. Right, he was kicked out of uh, Zelina Vega's faction, right, with, with Andrade and, and Angel Garza, right. He's been kicked out, and now all of a sudden, you know, he he goes and becomes a disciple of Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah, with Buddy Murphy, and now he's not even on television for no reason whatsoever. Could it be because of the Rona? But even if it's not even that, someone like him 
is your a future for that company, right? A future for that company. Whether he's world champion or not, I don't fucking know. But there's no denying that dude's ability in the ring. And how the hell do you have nothing for this guy? Is amazing. It's just insane, if you will, right? And then you see in the thumbnail, right? You see in the thumbnail Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard, who right now is the, I guess, in, in the eyes of some people, she's still the Impact World Champion, but even though she got terminated from Impact, right? Apparently, there's this talk where she uh, wanted Impact to pay her $150,000. Just so she could travel to the U.S. and drop the Impact World Title at Slimiversary, which Impact didn't comply with, right? Even though, yes, Impact stuck by her throughout the whole thing with her and some some stuff that she said in Japan that was racist, what have you, right? But there is talk that WWE is interested in bringing up Tessa Blanchard. There's talks of them wanting to bring her in. Apparently, there's even rumors of them wanting to have another Evolution pay-per-view. And have her be in that event. And again, this talks, this idea that, and I even said this too, you know, when the news came out that Tessa was leaving, right? Or she was, she got terminated from Impact, that I see her more as AEW bound. But, you know, AEW, when you think about it, right? AEW is the SJW of wrestling, right? They are the, 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 they are the, um, how do I put this? Yeah, the SJW. Let's put it that way, right? And, you know, think about this, right? If Tony Khan, Banned Hulk Hogan and Linda Hogan, even though I don't even think they even care, but they got banned from AEW by Tony Khan. And yet, you're gonna bring in Tessa Blanchard. Granted, that women's division in AEW could definitely use Tessa Blanchard, they can definitely, but at the same time, if WWE's wanting to bring her in, that too, that too, as well. So Again, all this talk I'm hearing of them bringing in, wanting to push new talent, create new stars, it's, again, on the surface, it's great, awesome, I'm all for it, but at the same time, let's be real about it, look who's the person that wants to see this happen, it's Vince McMahon, Vince fucking McMahon, who one minute wants one thing in particular, the next minute, oh, fuck this pal, Aha, no, so again, it's a guy who can't make up his fucking mind. That's what you're dealing with right now. And again, change, the real change will not happen until this guy steps down. That's the reality of it. Yes, I want to see these new talent come up and all that stuff and all this shit, right? We, I want to see it too. But the reality is, it's not going to happen with Vince McMahon still around. It's not. And it's sad because now I'm hearing an article too. I'm hearing this too. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but apparently, per Sportskedia, right, of Tom Kaluk, if I'm butchering the dude's name, I apologize. Apparently, Vince McMahon has doubts over Aleister Black's ability to carry a show and believe that there, there may be a there may be something missing from his skill set. And it keeps this in mind too, right? You know, oh, we can make the argument too. Oh, Paul Heyman is no longer there. Paul Heyman was trying to push new talent. Right, there was this whole time, the whole talk. Paul Heyman wanted, hey, in eighteen months, have the talent be a, a main priority on the show, like push the new talent and give them eighteen months and all that stuff. Right? When Paul Heyman was around, he was pushing the Street Profits, who are now the Raw Tag Team Champions, um, Apollo Cruz, Aleister Black, 
Angel Garza, Andrade, even though, yeah, they're still in some in some regard on television, still not stuff. But he was the one who wanted to see this change. And now that he's gone, it's like now Vince realizes, oh shit, now you gotta create new talent, especially even when someone like Brock isn't even there anymore either. Remember that whole remember that conference call? All oh, the reason why talent's hard it's hard to get talent over because now there's no Brock Lesnar and shit. Remember that? So again, like I said earlier, I want to see this change. I know a lot of you too. But how can there be a change when this old man is still around? That's the bottom line about this. It's sad. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to really... Um, it, it's tough, but still, at the end of the day, it's not going to... Again, this change will not happen. Read in the comments. If Tessa goes, to, goes with WWE, she's going to go right to Charlotte Flair and lose. Yeah, and, uh, granted on, on paper, a Charlotte Flair and, and, and Tessa Blanchard match, shut up and take my money. Because you know damn well that's the match they want to build, whether it's on a major pay-per-view, on a big five or big four, or the fuck you want to call it. They're building to that shit. It's going to happen, right? I said this idea, hey, if you want to, I guess, create... I'm, I'm going good. We're, we're good. We're Gucci, kids. We're Gucci. If you want to, like, I guess, build to this idea where, hey, Charlotte is putting Tessa under her wing, carrying her under her wing, if you will, like a like a protege, what have you, right? And then Tessa turns on Charlotte, then that could do that could work too. But you know they're building for that match, right? I would say Vince is pushing new stars. I I wouldn't. I would say Vince is pushing new stars right now. The stars are Sasha Banks, ba Bailey, Oscar, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, and Scarlett, Dexter Loomis, Nikki Cross, Angel Garza, Bobby Lashley, MVP. Some of these stars are old names. Like Bobby Lashley's been around since like 07, right? Uh, MVP's been around since fucking 2003, not bad, 2005 and six. But granted, he's getting, I'm mean, doing what he's doing right now, right? He gets the business, he gets it. Um, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Oscar, right? have been around for a couple of years now right uh keith lee who i think the sky's the limit for him even carrying cross right um but again some of these talents who are still in developmental right are thriving there are doing the things right even though apparently they're talking to even vince is getting involved with nxc right but once they reach main roster it's like bruh that's where shit goes down the drain. Even Eric Young, Eric Young, who did an interview with Busted Open Radio, he talked about how, you know, and again, you can make the argument that in the interview, Eric Young comes off as bitter guy who got let go, right? Who they should have done more with, but they didn't. How could, you know, just to paraphrase, just to, you know, summarize what he said, basically, right? How it's a, it's a broken system right now. It's a broken system. How Vince McMahon, how, how could Vince McMahon, couldn't find anything to do with Eric Young, even though Eric had been around for so long and all that stuff, right? The three-hour show and all that stuff, right? But at the end of the day, though, but again, Eric Young, if you watch his interview, and I don't know if any of you caught this or not, but he comes off like bitter guy. And again, at the same time, in this situation with Eric Young, not every person is meant for WWE. Not everyone. Again, there's a lot of guys on the independent scene that you want to see on a big platform like a WWE or hell, even an AEW. Let's throw AEW in there too. But the reality is they're not meant for primetime television. Some talent are meant to be in, you know, indie fed 
or on a lower tier mainstream promotion like a like an Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor, if you will, or, or hell, even MLW. That's just the bottom line about it. That's the bottom line. <laughs> um, Al- Alistair Black is not special anymore because of Vince by Dragon. I can agree with that too. But Alistair Black has Undertaker vibe potential, and that's true. But at the same time, again, all this, again, at the end of the day, whether it's Raw, whether it's SmackDown, at the end of the day, it's a one-man show. It's for one person only, Vince McMahon. And at the age that he's in, if he likes it, good. If he hates it, we're fucked. But again, I, you look at their NXT roster, a plethora of talent that we've grown to love, who honed their craft elsewhere. That you can say, oh, why they're in developmental. It's an insult. At the end of the day, they want to learn that WWE style. Right? And it's like... <laughs> you, again, they're doing amazing NXT, having these killer matches, right? But once they hit that main roster, bro, it's over. Some of them do thrive. Some of them do succeed. But at times, the rest, just, you know... <laughs> if you will. So there's that. But chime in, guys, your thoughts on all this stuff. You know, your thoughts with their, them. About, apparently now Vince wants to push new talent. But again, it's tough when I hear this shit. But then you push them and you promote them. And then next thing you know, Vince changes his mind and it's over. Remember Shayna Baszler? Uh, the talk with Shayna. Oh, Shayna's going to come to the main roster. She'll be this monster heel. And then Vince soured on her. Now, now she's beating up ninjas and... She wants her title shot, what have you, but there's that, right? Um, also, before I go any further, um, I'm a little excited, too, because I'm going to my first independent show since, the, since this whole pandemic in a couple of weeks with WrestlePro. WrestlePro is an indie, prom- is an indie promotion here in the New Jersey area. Uh, they're going to be running a show on, I believe, August 22nd, the day before SummerSlam. Um, in the main event is going to be Brian Myers, the former Kurt Hawkins versus Joey Janela. It's going to be an outdoor venue, an outdoor event. There's mixed emotions. I'll be honest with you. I, I, well, part, part of me is happy. I'm going back to a wrestling show. At the same time, I get it. We're still in this global pandemic, right? It shouldn't be. It, it's, it, I get people say, oh, is that a good idea to go to a show, this and that, which, answers, which begs the question, you know, should there really be independent shows, indie wrestling shows happening right now during this global pandemic? Granted, a lot of these indie feds are seizing the opportunity or making the best out of the situation, if you will, with doing outdoor shows. ICW did some, I know Beyond Wrestling did one this weekend with... um in Atlantic City, along with GCW. GCW had their homecoming weekend literally last night and tonight, as we, if, if you will, which I'm going to get into right now. So this is not a review by no means at all. Um, being with GCW, it's, uh, it's, it's, there, it's there for me, okay? There's some talent there that I think are great, if you will, that, you know, I fucks with, if you will. <laughs> but there's one thing that I saw today. And again, it's this whole thing started on Twitter and all that stuff, right? So it was yesterday's show. 
between Nick Gage versus Schalk. Schalk, Schalk, if I'm butchering the dude's name, I apologize, right? So they had a death match. And again, I don't even know how many of you uh, follow GCW and all that stuff, but at, so the one thing that really got me, like, oh, bro, really? Is during Nick Gage's entrance. So if you guys, again, I don't know how many of you watch GCW or familiar with Nick Gage. I'm not sure how many of you are. But I posted a video on Twitter. It's pinned to my Twitter right now. If you go on it, you'll see what I'm talking about. So the thing with Nick Gage is during his entrance, he comes out and everyone just circles around him and they're fist bumping him and they're like hugging him and shit. It's like this mosh pit almost, right, with him as he makes his way to the ring. Like imagine like the introduction to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. That one part where Hogan's walking and everyone's behind him and shit and all go to hug him and stuff. Imagine that. Right on a smaller, smaller scale, and that's Nick Gage's entrance. People are getting excited and shit. And this really begged the question: like, really, like, was that really necessary? Because again, we are in a global pandemic. And here's the thing about it: okay, I'm not saying, hey, don't go to shows. On the contrary, go to a show if you have, if you feel like you want to go. Go to a wrestling show. At the end of the day, you have the right to cheer and boo whoever the fuck you want. End of the day. You paid your money, what have you. Again, I get it. These indie feds, I commend them for running shows, even during a global pandemic. I get it. A lot of these talents, they got to make money, what have you. And even these feds, too. And they're making the best out of it because, hey, it's the summertime. A lot of these states are, are allowing more people to take part in outdoor events but when i saw that like all of them are hugging him and shit in this mosh pit again granted everyone's wearing a mask but the whole issue with social distancing the fact that granted it's in atlantic city the show's in AC. it was an ac in my state in new jersey considering that the number of COVID-19 every single day here in the state of Jersey is going up. Even though Phil Murphy will say, oh, but you know, we're still in the green. We're among we're, we're among one of the few states that are actually doing things right with the pandemic. I had to handle things and this and that, right? But doesn't change the fact that we're still in a global pandemic. Doesn't change the fact that we're still here in Jersey in stage two of reopening. They said around this time, we would have been in stage three. And that hasn't happened yet. We're still stuck in stage two. And then I saw that, right? And it's like, bruh, shame on GCW. And again, I don't hate the promotion. I don't hate the Fed. I don't. But they could have enforced, again, the whole thing with social distancing. Granted, everyone at the show, from what I saw, wore a mask, what have you, the ring crew after every single match were sanitizing the robes and the turnbuckle padding, what have you. Granted, I get it, they do have some death matches, if you will. It's not my cup of tea. Honestly, during a global pandemic, the idea of doing a death match is really a no. That's my opinion, at the end of the day. I know there's people that are into the whole ultra-violence and death match. That's fine. If you're into that, that's fine. Okay, but then I see the whole entrance. It's like, bruh, as a, someone that lives in the state of Jersey who wants to see things get reopened, who wants to see things 
go back to the way they were. I know it's one step at a time. But all I want is people to just do better. If you're going to go to a show, be smart about it. Don't go like a fucking buffoon, like Bobo the Fool, and start going crazy and shit. That's just my thing. I want to see these shows, again, start enforcing social distancing. Start enforcing the whole thing. That's just my take on it at the end of the fucking day. All right? So, there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I did watch part of night two, Joey Janela versus Leo Rush, because Leo Rush um, had his final match tonight, allegedly, against Leo Rush. And overall, for what they did, I thought it was okay. Nothing to go crazy about here, right? Uh, there's this one spot where Janela climbs the top of a ladder, and he goes up this, um, this like, not the roof of this building, whatever, but this like thing, I guess, like a giant statue, almost like a gargoyle style, right? And he drops an elbow onto Leo Rush from, from two tables and shit. So there's that. Um, in the promo itself, post match promo, uh, Janela wants Leo to continue wrestling. Even though, yes, Leo Rush wants to, pers- wants to pursue a rap career. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I mean, granted, he can do it, obviously. It's his choice. But at the end of the day, there's still, I guess, money with him in wrestling, in my opinion. But guys, give me your thoughts, though. Again, all this, though, at the end of the day, it begs the, it begs the question. Should there be independent wrestling shows during a global pandemic? I ask you guys, chime in. Listen, it's getting hot as fuck out here right now. I'm going to turn my AC on. I'm going to blast it. I can't take it no more. Uh, 40 minutes into the stream, and I'm putting my AC on, guys. I'll be back. Just give me two seconds, all right? All right, I'm back. My AC's, I blasted my AC a little loud. I don't know if you uh, hear it or not. If you do, I apologize. But listen, I'm getting, it's getting hot in here, right? And me being a big guy. Again, there's so much I can put up with, with the heat. Believe it or not, and I said this last year on an episode of Round the Point, I look forward to the fall. I look forward to it. As I get older, as an adult now, I look forward to the fall. Because, granted, it's not hot like it is now, right? It's, it's chilly in the morning. It gets warm in the afternoon. But at night, it gets chilly again. I can, put a, I can, I can appreciate that. I really can. And also the fact that it's hoodie weather. That's just me too. I love wearing hoodies. Granted, I'm not wearing one during the summer. I know people that do, but that's besides the point. Though. That's around the point. All right. Um, but guys, again, give me your thoughts. Should indie feds, should they be running shows during the global pandemic? I really want to know your thoughts on that. Okay. Again, this is another installment, a live edition of Around the Point. If you've got, again, if you are new to the channel, Hit the subscribe button down below. Give the video a big old thumbs up. Share it through social media and all that fun stuff, all right? We still got more to get into, all right? We still got more to get into and all that fun all that fun jazz, if you will. God damn it, pal. By the way, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this or not. If you guys, again, if you guys are receiving the videos that I upload and all that stuff, I did do an Impact Wrestling review this past Wednesday morning on the channel. Uh, I did say that Oh, I, did, I don't know if I said it in the video or not. I did do like a blooper in the beginning of the video. Where I'm going to probably start doing impact reviews on the channel. Now, granted, it all depends on my work schedule. Okay. 
and what happens with my schedule and stuff. If I'm off Tuesday from work, I will do a review on Wednesday morning. However, if I'm working Tuesday at my afternoon job, I will talk about Impact on Sunday show, like I like I would be right now. But since I watched Impact on Tuesday morning, I did a review already. The review is in the video archives of the channel. I give my thoughts on the show, my thoughts on EC3's return, my thoughts on the good main event between the Motor City Machine Guns and the North. I have a lot of praise for Ethan Page. I said it in my review. To me, he is like a young Bobby Roode in the making. I have I see those Bobby Roode vibe when I see someone like Ethan Page. All right. So there's that. There's that. Um, anyway, moving on here. Moving on. Moving on here. Back to my notes here. God damn it. Um, so quick thoughts. Uh, tomorrow night on Raw is going to be Oscar and Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title. Stephanie McMahon last week announced that the stipulation is that if anyone gets involved in any shape or form, it's going to be this, then. In the case of Sasha Banks, right? Should someone get involved in her favor, she will lose the match and lose the championship, right? And so I guess also for Asuka, which is funny because, right? In other words, no one's a champion, right? As of right now, but on SmackDown, she was rocking the Raw Women's Championship. What the fuck? So there's that. Also, tomorrow on Raw is going to be Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, the Haggis. I know OK Fabe does a better job at a Drew impersonation than I would. So there's that. Um, I miss his impersonations, by the way. I really, really do. He'll be, he's going to be facing Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. And this time, because Dolph Ziggler wants another match. Because fuck it, why not? Let's. It's It's... Get some shit to do, get something on the show on Monday. Dolph Ziggler is allowing Drew McIntyre to choose the stipulation for their match tomorrow. So there's that. Now, again, guys, let me know if you hear the AC in the background. I want to know. If not, awesome. If if you don't hear it, awesome. If you do, well, that's all I can do. Again, it's getting hot in here, okay? Um, read in the comments too. Jurgen writes here, no, I don't think they should have shows. Jermaine Priestley writes here, no, independent shows should not be going on during a pandemic. I understand they need they need money, but it's a but it's really dangerous out there for them. And I agree with that too. And again, at the same time, you can call me a hypocrite because guess what? I'm going to a show in a couple of weeks. It's an outdoor show. So there's that. Listen, if I sat here and told you guys throughout this whole pandemic that I stayed home and did nothing, I'd be lying to you guys. My 30th birthday, I was supposed to go to Las Vegas. I had plans in January, but then COVID took over. The world went to shit. I ended up going to Long Branch, down to the Jersey Shore, if you will. or sort of like that. I went to the beach with a couple of friends. Two weeks ago, I went to the beach. I went down to uh, Seaside, where they filmed the Jersey Shore. Remember that old MTV show from 10 years ago? Yeah, I went over there. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, it's considered here in Jersey like the dump of Jersey, but the food's amazing, and it's cheap. So there's that. Beer's expensive. Just saying that right now. But I went down to the Jersey Shore, right? I've, I've gone out here and there. So, again, I can't be... I, I, you may think I'm a hypocrite in that, but it is what it is, all right? When I go out, right, when I'm outside... I don't have a mask on, 
right? And I'm watching, and I watched the GCW show from last night. It's like, yo, the fact that people stood there all day, sitting there with a mask on, I commend them. I couldn't do it. I really could not. Um, that's just me, okay? But again, there's that. When I go inside of a building, I put the mask on. I have my gloves on. Well, I'll give you this example. Like this past Friday, right? I went to get pizza. Went to my pizzeria, right? And I was so upset at the fact that only one person that worked there had a mask on. And it's a dude that was making the pizza, right? Tossing, make, rolling the dough and all that stuff. That guy had a mask on. And I thanked him for that. The people that took the orders, what have you, that worked there did not have a mask on. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then this one girl, again, where I get my pizza, it's in a plaza, okay? So next to the pizzeria is a Metro PCS um, place where people buy phones, what have you, right? And this one girl comes in. I guess her order wasn't done right, but she went in there with no mask on. And she was there for a hot minute. Mind you, I had my mask on. She looks at me and goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she, she proceeds to do this. For like five seconds and then does this again. Like, bruh, what's done is done. <laughs> what the fuck? Put a mask on. That's all I'm saying. Put a fucking mask. And I get it. I, I get it. You know, I, I get this whole thing where uh, it's my right to wear a mask. No, bro. Listen, you wonder why shit's taking forever to reopen. They did say, oh, the heat was going to kill the virus. Well, um, it's not happening. The heat is now here, and the virus is still here as well. So there's that. Anyway, I want to move on. Okay, I want to move on here. Read the comments here as well. Um, Jermaine writes here, no, they changed it. Drew McIntyre uh, match versus Dolph Ziggler will not be for the championship. Okay, so there's that now. Will not be for the WWE championship. Did not know that. Thank you, Jermaine. I appreciate you again for letting me know that. I appreciate you. Okay, appreciate you on that. Um, some quick thoughts about NXT. Um, I thought overall, from what I saw on NXT, was pretty good. I didn't watch the entire show, but I watched some stuff that thought really mattered. Um, I did enjoy the triple threat between Bronson Reed, Gargano, and Roderick Strong. Because they're doing this whole thing where, yes, Keith Lee has vacated the NXT championship. It's vacated over with uh, because again he's not going to be defending both titles and I get that I understand I remember years ago when Paige won the NXT championship well she was the NXT champion and went to Raw and beat AJ Lee she was the Divas champion and she had both titles and at the time they told her she had to vacate the NXT championship the NXT women's championship so there was that okay I get that or go back to that moment right so they're doing these triple threat matches, and I guess the winners are going to go to TakeOver 30 to wrestle for the championship. I heard it's going to be a ladder match. That should be fun. Crazy. There's been 30 TakeOvers already. Holy shit. But I did watch the Bronson Reed, Gargano, and Roderick Strong match. I thought it was very well done. I was shocked by who won, but at the same time, I'm happy because, again, it's someone new, which they need. If Gargano or Strong won, it would have been predictable as shit. Both guys already held the title. So there is that as well. Um, Bronson Reed won with the, with the splash off the top rope. After Gargano hit the uh, one final beat under Strong, 
Went for the cover, and then he did a splash. Landed on Strong for the one, two, three. Next week, to my understanding, we're going to get Finn Balor. Um, we're going to get Finn Balor, Dexter Loomis, and I want to see who else they're going to be having in that match. I want to know. Let me, see, let me find out here. God damn it. God damn it, pal. I want I don't want to butcher anything here. I don't, don't want to fuck up anything. But yeah, it's going to be those two and someone else. Um I'm trying to figure out who it's going to be though. Who's it going to be? Guys, let me know in the chat. Help me out here if you will. Help me out. Who the third guy in that match is going to be next week? But I do know that. Um But yeah, it could be Dexter Loomis. Oh, and Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher as well. There you go. Timothy Thatcher, Dexter Lewis, and Finn Balor going at it this Wednesday to see who else joins. Um, who else is going to be joining uh, Bronson, Bronson Reed? Also, I did watch the Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dajakovic match. I thought it was well done. Hey, we're seeing Karrion Cross uh, take a beating, right? He took a beating in that match, right? They made a big deal out of that. They really, really did. Um, and then eventually the ending of, oh my God, Karrion Cross had Dominic Dajakovic, his head between the steel steps and he kicks it. And Marl just went ape shit about it. And then you see this whole thing. They went whole Rocky Four, right? Where you have Keith Lee at ringside watching his good friend and Dominic Dajakovic, right? Batikis choked out, and you see Dominic Tulb don't stop the math, don't stop it, as he's getting choked in, right? And you see Keith Lee just looking at this shit going down, and Carrie just yelling at him. Because again, that's the match for TakeOver 30. And he just chokes him out, he, he passes out. So there was that. And I, again, I enjoyed it. Believe it or not, I enjoyed it. I think, again, Carrie and Cross and Keith Lee are going to have a good match. It should not disappoint. Um, do I think Karrion Cross wins the belt here? On paper, yes, but I don't think they're going to give Keith Lee a short run with the belt or make him a transitional champion. I think Tommaso Ciampa returns and costs Karrion Cross the championship. Because remember, a takeover in your house, Karrion Cross manhandled or ragdolled, if you will, Tommaso Ciampa. And he's been out since. So there's that. Um, also, so there was that, okay, on uh, SmackDown, I did enjoy the Fatal 4-Way, I thought that was great, between Grand Metal League, Shorty G, Drew Gulak, and Lindsay Dorado, the winner was gonna face AJ next week for the Intercontinental Championship, I thought that was very well done, granted at the same time, you know, all these guys, did they really deserve a shot to face AJ? No, however, it's someone new. Do I see Grandman Leak beating Stock? Because yeah, he did win the match. He did pin um, Drew Gulak, I believe it was. That he pinned or Shorty G. One of, the, one of those two, right? With his elbow off the top rope. At the end, you saw Style try to shake his hand. He slaps him and they have that little exchange. But do I see Grandman Leak winning the championship next week? No. Could they do a swerve? Yeah, but I don't think so right now. Right? It's something for Styles to do. Granted, it goes on to what I'm saying what I say right now. You know, there's talks now that Big E, because on SmackDown, Kofi gave Big E his blessing to go on the singles run right now. 
because Kofi's going to be out for a while. Co Xavier Woods is already out, right? So Big E's going to be by himself. And there's talks of, hey, giving Big E a singles run for now, which for a, lot of, for a long time we've wanted to see, right? And it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. You know, Vince McMahon desperately needed to create new stars. Do you remember last year there was talks of Big E turning on Kofi once Kofi won the championship and they never pulled that trigger? They never did, right? Now, I'm not saying that Big E is winning the WWE championship or, in this case, the universal title from Braun Strowman or The Fiend. But what I would love to see at SummerSlam, if the way this is going, is Big E versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. Granted, there was talks of Matt Riddle, but they did that match already. And Matt Riddle's feuding with fucking King Corbin. He might get jobbed out to King Corbin. Holy fuck. Even though on Friday he did face uh, Tony Nese, he beat Tony Nese, and then he had that exchange with King Corbin. But Big E and Styles for, at SummerSlam? I'm for it. I think on paper, yes, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I think Styles does get a win here. And you build up to it following that. You build up to it. How? I don't know how they're going to do it. I hope they don't fuck this shit up. But let's see how they, let's see how they do this shit. Let's see. But guys, give me your thoughts. Though. Your thoughts on Big E's uh, singles run and all that stuff. Uh, we're in the comments here. Uh, Jermaine, today's my 45th birthday. And I was supposed to be at, be at Las Vegas. Happy birthday to you, Jermaine. Uh, I'm 30 right now. 15 more years I'll be there. Um, I enjoyed the Rocky Four theme with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, and at the end of this week, Timothy Thatcher, this, that's the other one. Yeah, I really like that too. But, again, Styles and Big E, I'm for it, if they get there. Hopefully they don't fuck this shit up. Uh, the, the Naomi segment on Miss TV, again, you know, she... Basically spoke what she felt, you know, hey, you know, since day for the last 10 years, she's been consistent and Everyone on Twitter, you know, hashtag Naomi deserves better. I know Booker T is not down with it But again, you know, she's been there for so long It doesn't matter the color of your skin doesn't matter where you as long as listen if you're good You deserve to be rewarded and she's good. She is Now does this whole thing now change the plan for SummerSlam? Could we see Naomi versus Bailey? I wouldn't be surprised. Do they do it? I don't know. But I would not be surprised if they go that route. Would not be surprised. Um, I know Lacey Evans came out and they had that exchange. So there's that. I did see the bar fight between Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. And I thought overall it was good. I thought overall it was good. They actually went on location to an actual bar. It wasn't at the PC or an in, in the ring or something like that with a the bar theme. They actually went all out. Um, it had that cinematic vibe almost. And I was and again, they're going to make the best out of the whole cinematic vibe. And I thought overall, it came out very good. They actually fought in a bar, went back and forth. There is a moment where Jeff Hardy gets stopped by the bartender. The same bartender that I guess Jeff Hardy poured a drink on a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. But again, everything about this was pretty good. Jeff Hardy getting the win after hitting the Swanton off the top on top of a ladder, which is insane as it is on at a fucking bar, right? Good on him. And I hope again this is over with. I hope it is. I hope it's over. We also got on the show a Firefly Funhouse with 
Bray and talking about it. now it's the Fiend's turn to challenge Braun Strowman. So there's that too. Um, so I think AJ will be facing Jeff Hardy. That's possibly as well. I think Big E will face Sheamus. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Again, SummerSlam is a couple weeks from now. Less than a month. So we'll see how they build this whole thing. Let's see how they build this whole thing, if you will. Um, I did watch parts of Dynamite as well. Um, I did enjoy the Eddie Kingston and Cody match for the TNT Championship. Um, they were talking about a big name from the independent scene challenging Cody for the championship. And out came Eddie Kingston, and he cut this fire promo. One thing about Eddie Kingston, if you watch this stuff from the NWA, you already know he's a good promo. On the mic, he is gold. And here, he just was just shooting fire in this promo. Going off on Cody, going off on Arn Anderson, and wanted it to be a no-disqualification match, which it was. And for what it was, hey, it was good. Cody overcame adversity. There's a moment where, hey, there were thumbtacks involved and shit like that. Um, the ending was kind of uneventful, even though, yeah, they did, this whole, they did this whole thing where Eddie Kingston was having a problem with his leg, and then Cody locked in the figure four, and there was that. And he tapped out. After this, Eddie cut this promo backstage, which was good as well, um, where he talked about, hey, you know, Cody was the better man. At the end of the day, and he doesn't know if he'll be back, but he's going to work hard and all that stuff. Again, Eddie Kingston on the mic is amazing. That being said, this coming Wednesday is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Warhouse, who I never heard of. I'll be honest about it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know who he is. I know a lot of these podcasters, a lot of these YouTubers, right? When they review Dynamite, they're going to pretend that they know everyone and shit when they don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've heard of him, right? I'm not. I'll be honest about it. I will say this, though. I commend Cody for opening this up for everyone, not just those that are under contract to AEW, with the idea of who's going to show up to Dynamite, right? That whole idea. And again, because of the pandemic, a lot of these independent talents can't perform at every single show. So... You bring them a select, if you will, right, to Dynamite, challenge Cody Rhodes, who, let's be real about it, on paper, do not even deserve to share the same ring with Cody Rhodes. Let's be real about it. And Cody gets a good match out of them, and vice versa, right? Vice versa. And what that does, hey, when the world goes back to normal, Right, said independent wrestler that wrestled on Dynamite because Cody can put that on the resume. Hey, I was on Dynamite on TNT, right? I wrestled Cody Rhodes for said championship, and that can boost the price up. I don't know, something like that. But again, I think the concept is cool, awesome. I think they'll have a fun match again. I don't, I've never seen anything of Warhouse, I never heard of him. So there's that. Nope. There was a buzz on Twitter. Oh, bring in Warhouse. Bring in Warhouse. So that's all I really know, to be honest with you guys. That's all I really fucking know about it. Um, I think the, that night I was seeing the match of Okada versus uh, Shibata of 2017. There you go. That was a good match, too. Ain't that the one where uh, Shibata, he won the New Japan Cup, and then he threw a fucking headbutt at Okada and you you hear the thud you heard the fucking thud of Shibata on by hitting the headbutt that's what fucked him over and shit 
that's the one i believe right if i'm wrong on that i apologize but i think that was the one right um i do know also there's a new japan show uh early in the day or yesterday uh, it was Evil, who is now the double champion. He's the champ champ, member of the Bullet Club now as well. And he faced um, Hiromo Takahashi, who is the IWGP lightweight champion. Or, yeah, junior heavyweight champion, I'm sorry. And it, from what I heard, it was a good match. He didn't win. And I guess Knights was now getting his rematch. So there's that. Um, it's kind of out of left field that Evil is the double champion now. <laughs> Like, I remember a couple of years ago, it was, he was Watanabe in Ring of Honor. Holy shit. And now here he is, the champ champ in New Japan. I mean, come on. His name is Evil for crying out loud. Holy shit. He's now the leader of Bullet Club. There's that. Um, I did also... Um, okay, my bad. Back to AEW real quick, because I'm going to wrap this up with this whole AEW thing real quick. Um... I did also see the Young Bucks and the match in the Fall Count anyway with the Butcher and the Blade. I thought it was fun. I thought overall it was a fun match. Uh, they started in the kitchen and they went everywhere in Bailey's place, what have you. Uh, the one spot, though, where I think it was Blade, he goes for a tope suicide. I think he's supposed to land, I think, on Nick Jackson and go through a table and he completely missed. Or he was supposed to hit a table because Nick Jackson got out of the way and Blade just hit the mat on the, on the outside and missed the table. That was kind of like, wow, that had to hurt, if you will. Uh, it sucked. And then at the end of the match, both the Bucks did like the, a, a splash from the top of the entrance area because they have two tunnels, right, where they come in and out and shit. And... Hits they hit a moon, they hit the top top finisher, what have you, right? One of them hit a splash, one of them did a fucking uh a swanton for a double pin. So there's that. Um the main event was a six-person tag, Jurassic Express, uh Luchasaurus, um Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt versus Chris Jericho and the um the inner circle of Santana and Ortiz. And overall, I thought the match for what it was worth, it was okay. Uh, Jericho pinned Luchasaurus after hitting the code breaker because there was help from a masked guy who turned out to be the return of Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara was out for a month after being suspended, uh, going to counseling and all that stuff. After, again, the whole thing happened where the audio leaked out where he apparently, a couple years ago, when he was a guest on the whole effing show, he said he wanted to uh, do something to Sasha Banks. So I guess now he learned his lesson. It's cool to see him back. Again, people wanted to see him fired, which I thought honestly made no sense. Yeah, again, what he said was dumb. It was stupid. But again, there's people who did worse things, if you will, that are way worse than what Sammy said. Just saying. So there's that. He's back. Hopefully he learned his lesson. He's a young talent. Sky's the limit for that guy. And I want to see him succeed. I really, really do. Um, yes, it was. Yeah, it was the last match. Yeah, there you go. I think Mickey James and Lita will challenge Sasha and Bailey for a women's tag team title for the women's tag title at SummerSlam. Plus, Oscar and Shayna will be the number one contenders match at SummerSlam to face Sasha. I gotta go later. All right, Jurgen, take it easy, brother. Thanks for tuning in today, brother. Thanks for tuning in. Um, before I wrap this up, I do want to talk about. 
the uh, the podcast between the Good Brothers of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. I did watch. I did. I did listen to it the other day. I know they dropped it last week. I wasn't able to talk about it because I really didn't hear it fully. So now I did, and all that stuff. And again, it's crazy. Uh, what the fuck those two guys went through, <laughs> if you will. Um, how they ended up in impact, literally. How they were talked into signing a new deal with WWE. How Triple H kept forcing them, kept you know again, what's it gonna take to bring you in? What's it gonna take? How even in the in their going into last year, they were talking also with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega coming into AEW. They had already planned out what they were gonna do in Dynamite on that first episode. They were going to get together with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, do the Too Sweet, and then attack the Elite. That was the plan the whole fucking time, and it never happened. Right? And that would have been huge. That would have been fucking huge. There were even talks of them working together with New Japan as well, where they would have showed up, attack John Moxley, that being Carl Anderson, right? Attack John Moxley, build up to a match at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP US title. And then have Doc Gallo show up and cost cost literally John Moxley the championship. I'm not even hold up. Is John Moxley still even the IW? Is he still the IWGP US champion right now? I know he's the AEW champion right now. I know that. But is he still the IWGP US champion? I'm curious on that one. I think he still is. But that's besides the point. That's around the point. And again, they had all these things planned out. But they chose to stick with WWE because, again, Triple H persuaded them. This one thing where he said, oh, that Carl Anderson's Carl Anderson said, oh, you know, in Japan, they, they, they did a six person tag and how. Excuse me, I just burped there for a minute. Excuse me. But he talked about how Triple H said to Carl Anderson, you know, when I see you, I see your kid, I see your family. You know, AEW may not be around forever, which quite possibly be true. May not be around forever, but WWE will be. And again, they got talked into it. They signed the new deal. And in the process, you know, look what happened. They talked about how they were going to be involved in the main event at WrestleMania with style. Because think, think about it, right? WrestleMania was a two-night show, right? How they were literally, you think about it, in one of the main events of WrestleMania, Right, the whole plan of them being in a stadium, how the whole thing happened with COVID and how to make things work, you know, with the cinematic. They talked about the flight to Saudi Arabia. Remember a crown jewel that apparently um, there was a mechanical issue, but at the same time, uh, where apparently there's a whole thing that oh, they were kept hostage because Vince McMahon told production crew to cut the feed in Saudi Arabia because the Saudi government owed them money and all that stuff and how they were they were they weren't worried but at the same time they kind of were and all that stuff but again overall the podcast itself it's really worth listening to because again I haven't listened to, I again I knew that Carl Anderson and Doc Gells had a podcast talking shop this is the first time I listened to their stuff. And it's funny. They, they, they actually blend well. They come off great. They had Rocky Romero on the show as well. And also Ryan Satin, who was like the narrator of this whole thing. Um, they talk about their Impact deal. How Impact is allowing them to work with New Japan once the borders reopen. But I said this in my Impact review. 
if you watch their promo, because they did a whole thing, they're in the ring, right? They had that exchange with Ace Austin and Madman Fulton on Impact. And I said this, if you read body language, you can just tell that they did not want to be there. That was, this was like, okay, listen, we fucked over our friends, which they feel bad about. They felt bad about it and all that shit. They felt bad about it, right? But now they're here because they fucked over their friends. When in reality, they don't even want to be there. Again, if you just read their body language, it's like, damn, bruh. They don't even want to be there. But they're there, so there's that now, right? And this coming Tuesday is going to be their in-ring debut. The tag team debut of the Good Brothers, of Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, is going to be them two versus Reno Scum. Think about it, right? They could have been in the first episode of Dynamite, right? On TNT, right? With the Elite, Two Sweeting, and then attacking Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, right? And that would have been huge. That would have been huge. Granted, the AEW deal was, I believe, like a two-year deal. About It was like a good money deal, but it was a short-term deal. While the WWE deal was a five-year deal, I think seven hundred fifty thousand a year, right? And they could have had that, right? That awesome first episode of Dynamite with that, right? But instead, they chose to stick with WWE, and now they're in TNA. It's like, damn, bro, we could have done this, but now we're here. It's it, again, it is what it is. They talked about how when they got released, how Carl Anderson was kind of angry about it. And then Doc was like, oh, you know, he, he, he's, he'd, been fired, he'd been fired before by WWE. So he was whatever, right? How they believe Paul Heyman was behind it. How Paul Heyman lied to Styles. And then said, oh, Paul Heyman was behind it. To which now Styles on SmackDown. At the end of the day, listen, all of this, it comes down to Vince McMahon. He's approved what happens and who stays and who goes. Even though Vince could have stopped it, but he chose not to. So there's that as well. At the end of the day, you know, it's worth a listen. I want to see these two guys succeed wherever it is that they're going to go, whether it's Impact Wrestling, New Japan. Could they eventually make that splash in AEW? Yes. But I think for Impact fans, they want to know, could this be the gap that finally gets Impact and New Japan to work together? And the answer is honestly no. I think if Impact, number one, my bad. I think I think New Japan right now is still loyal to Ring of Honor, right? That that's what I think. I could be wrong on that, but there's still that working relationship, to my understanding, between Ring of Honor and AEW. My bad, in New Japan, in Ring of Honor right now. I think the good majority want to see that AEW New Japan working relationship down the road. That's that's what they want to see, right? Can you imagine an Okada, a Tanahashi, a Naito, a Sweetblade Jay White, right? Or Juice Robinson on TNT. Just saying. Or can you just imagine them being on Access TV? Just saying. Just saying. So there's that. Uh, I, have to, I have to go be safe. Uh, I have to go be safe to you and your family to everyone in the chat safe uh, and there's that again at the end of the day go check it out it's worth the listen here I'm about to crash as well I want to thank all of you for tuning in today if you're new to the channel hit the subscribe button down below give the video a big old thumbs up share it through social media alright follow me on twitter at heelsteven 
All right, hit the bell icon, be notified when this fucker goes live and I upload a video and all that shit. Be notified. You can listen to Around the Point on all the podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, also over at Anchor.fm. If you want to listen to the show on the weekly base, on the daily, if you will, on all the audio platforms. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. It does help out Around the Point on the long run that being said guys thank you for tuning in as always hate comment and subscribe i'm steve and this has been another installment of around the point see you all next week